As much as I did not have the opportunity to learn in Rav Shechter's year in, in Yeshiva, I did have the privilege of learning in the Kolalim and uh, gaining tremendous amount from the Rosh Yeshiva in the, the various stages of my being in Yeshiva. It's a special zuchus for me personally to have the opportunity to give Shira on a daily basis in the shadow of one of the Gedolei Hador. The scope, the breadth, and the depth of uh, Rosh Hashiva's Torah knowledge is well known. He carries the weight of much of uh, our Jewish world on his broad shoulders, and perhaps the only thing larger than those broad shoulders is the Rosh Hashiva's heart and sensitivity for every single Jew. And it's from that perspective that he speaks when he offers us the Rosh Torah, and it's particular when it comes to a sensitive topic such as this, Right, being a part while being a part, it's that, that sensitivity that we know and we look forward to in hearing the words of Rosh Hashiva, Bekava Gadol of Shachar Shlita. Thank you very much. Good evening, everybody. The Nitziv has in his choice a very interesting essay. One of the uh, religious newspapers in Europe uh, wrote a whole essay about whether we can um, divide all the Jews into three different groups, right-wing, left-wing, and centrist uh, Jews. And the newspaper wrote, yeah, they think that, yes, those who keep all the mitzvahs, those who do all the averis, and then the people in the middle. So he said, what do you mean? The people who do averis, they're not part of the Jewish clan. We're talking, there are three groups, there's right-wing, left-wing, and centrist within those who do observe all the Tariyag mitzvahs. We claim to be the centrist, the orthodox. Centrist means you keep all of the mitzvahs, but the difference between the right-wing and the left-wing, the Nitziv says, is there's a mitzvah, how exactly do you express your love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So some people will sit and be crazy about their Rebanshom all day and all night. They won't be involved in Oil Mazer at all. They won't have any shaykhs with what's going on in the world. And other people live fully in this world and they love HaKadosh Baruch Hu philosophically. And other people, when they daven, when they say Kriyashma, they express the Avas Hashem, they're crazy about their Rebanshom. And the rest of the time, they're, they're, they're uh, fulfilling Avas Hashem in a different way. So he says, but all the three groups are all within in those who observe all of the mitzvahs. Years ago, under Dr. Lamb, many years ago, under Dr. Lamb, there was a series that was going on for quite a few years about the, the Torah Mother project. So every, every other month, there was someone else that would fly people in from Eretz Yisrael. I think someone gave three quarters of a million dollars to uh, have a whole series of lectures. So some of them would talk about Liman uh, Tanach according to Torah Mada. Some of them talk about Liman Agmar according to Torah Mada. Some of them talk about Chirah Chavshis according to Torah Mada. Everything, we're reinvestigating everything according to Torah Mada. So once one of the Rabbeim told Dr. Lane, we had a meeting of all the Rabbeim, so one told him that he was walking up from the A-train, 184th Street, the big hill, and there was a boy and a girl, single boy and a girl, walking hand in hand together. They were walking up to the yeshiva. So the Rebbe said to the boy and the girl, you're not married, how do you hold hands? So the boy said, Torah Mada. <laughs> so one of the rabbis told this to Dr. Lim. He said, what does it have to do with Torah Mada? So we explained to him, we keep on talking about Torah Mada. He said, if it's a new religion, you have to say what it isn't. 
You have to say not enough to say what you have to say what it isn't. It doesn't mean Torah Mana does mean you have to you don't have to keep all the mitzvahs. Central Judaism does mean from the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs you have to observe three hundred and ten. Means you have to keep all of the mitzvahs that come your way. But uh, we're centrist in the sense that we deal with the we're open to the outside world, and uh, <coughs> but it does mean you don't have to keep all of the mitzvahs. The expression uh, modern orthodoxy is really, a, in a certain sense, it's a contradiction within terms. Modern means that the things are changing. The world keeps on changing. So you want to be modern, you want to be up to date. And orthodox means one of the Ikori Hamuna, one of the basic Ikori the Torah laws do not change. The laws of the Torah never change. So how is it possible to be uh, modern orthodox? So the answer is obvious that uh, the principles of the Torah never change. Let's say, so you just have one sif and the whole shulchan. No, you have 50 pages, you have 75 pages about the laws of Basa B'cholov. Under these circumstances, the Basa B'cholov will be Yasser B'achila B'hano. Under other circumstances, it'll be Yasser B'achila Muta B'hano. Under other circumstances, it'll be Muta B'achila. It depends different uh, different situation. The din is not always the same in different circumstances. So because the world keeps on changing, so the shadow that's presented will often be a different shadow. So you have to be up to date. You have to be modern. can't just stick to the psaq that was given uh, 500 years ago when the Shulchan Aruch was written. You can't even stick to the psaq that was given five years ago. The circumstances may have changed so much that it's a different shadow. A different shadow requires a different shuva, a different psaq. But all, all the details of the psaq are there in the Shulchan Aruch. Nothing changed in principle. All the laws are there in the Shulchan Aruch. The Metzius keeps on changing. Matthias changes so often it's a different shayla so you require a different shuva a lot of dinim like that Chacham Avadya has a shuva where he discusses uh, the Gemara has a din that on Tisha B'av, even a pregnant woman or a nursing mother is supposed to fast but on Shabbos of Thomas and some Gedalia Mubaris Aminika doesn't have to fast so he quotes a psaq from the Maharsham Maharsham lived a hundred years ago Maharsham says that a, a nursing mother doesn't have to fast even if she's no longer nursing up until the baby is two years old. That was nice in the days of the Gemara, in the days of the Marsham. But today, they take prenatal pills and postnatal pills that are healthier than the husband. What do you mean? You consider the nursing mother, even though she stopped nursing her child until the baby is two years old, you consider her How can you say it like that? It's just a mitzvah. It just happens that it's not so. I remember we were learning Yeridea. So we came across the din in Shulchan Aruch. Those who may remember, some of the people may have been in class with me at the same time by Rabbi Zalachik. So it says in Shulchan Aruch, if you have a tray for Kli got mixed on with two kosher kalim, do you say that it's bottled beroif? So you should really say it's bottled beroif. But the question is, you have an option of kashering all the three kalim. So maybe it's considered a dovashesh lematirin. Dovashesh lematirin is not bottled afilu be'elef. So the Shulach says it's not considered because you have to spend money in order to do the Hagola. So Rabbi Soledchik asks, how many of you, this is after HaKamas Amadina, they asked how many of you in the class, by show of how many of you have ever visited Eretz Yisrael? None of us have visited Eretz Yisrael. Baruch Hashem, now we have a system in place that everybody goes to Eretz Yisrael after high school before they start college. One year, two years, three years, that, in that time, none of us. We were all in our 20s. 
None of us had even visited Eretz Yisrael. So he said, Rabbi Zolesh, he says, he once visited Eretz Yisrael in the 1930s and he visited Svat and there was no plumbing system at that time apparently and he says you have to pay the Arabs to bring water up Svat is on top of a mountain and you have to pay for the water. The Arabs slip off the water on top. He says in America you turn on the faucet, you get the water. What do you mean? You don't have to spend any money. So he said the Psaq and the Shulchan doesn't apply to us. The Mitzvah is different. Today you don't pay for the water. You pay, you pay a few pennies, but that's not called Dabash Eil Matir and Sarf Lahaitzi Olavaitzos. A lot of them in the Shulchanach just don't apply this Manasseh because it's a different Mitzvah. Remember Rabbi Schwab, I live in Washington Heights, so Rabbi Schwab was once uh, telling a story. I don't know if the story happened or not, but it was an interesting halacha. Uh, so he said once um, uh, a Chesidish person had to go to a business meeting. So he's all dressed up with a tie and a suit, and he forgot that he's going to have to dab in Mincha. So he forgot to bring the gartel with him. So when it came time for Mincha, they were going to dab it together. He had a solution. He took off the tie and he made a gartel out of the tie. So he said, the man didn't realize there's no halacha Moshe Messina that you have to wear a gartel. It didn't. You have to be fully formally dressed. So in the days of the Gemara, the Chachamim of the Gemara lived in Bavel. So fully formally dressed means you wear, you wear a sash. You wear a gartel. That's the way the Goyim would dress. So the Jews, when they would dab and they would be fully formally dressed so she dress up nicely but today fully formally dressed means to wear a tie so he said the gartel today if you translate it into manolang gartel today is the tie so the chacham took off his tie made a gartel no you wear a tie that's called fully formally dressed that's the there are a lot of them like that let's say Shabbos you have to have big day Shabbos so in Europe the big day Shabbos by many Jews used to mean that you wear a strimal in America means you have to wear a strimal our group doesn't wear shimel. Big day Shabbos means fancier than the weekdays. You should wear big day beautiful begodim on Shabbos, special begodim, not the same as the weekdays. Big day Yontav is supposed to be even nicer than big day Shabbos, says in Shulchan Aruch. The whole literature of the Shabbos and Shubas, they have so many swarm. Sifrei Shabbos and Shubas, the whole literature is exactly coming to explain this. When do we assume that the circumstances have changed so much that the halacha is not the same, the shayla is not the same shayla, therefore you require a different answer. When do we have, when should we assume that it didn't change so much, the circumstances did not change sufficiently, and the psak is still the same psak that it always used to be. <coughs> All the Ramayusha Feinstein's chubas are like that. Most, uh, uh, more than half of the chubas are, he knows what the din was in the days of the Gemara because the circumstances were like this. Is the din still the same today, or should we assume that the circumstances have changed so it's a, it's a different shayla and it requires a different, uh, different psaq. Not that t- today, because the circumstances change, the din is different. No, the din is the same. But in the Shulchan Aruch they have under these circumstances, the din is like that. Under those circumstances, the din is like that. That's what the whole literature of the Shalash Yachivas is all about. Have the situation, has the situation changed so much that it deserves, it's a different shayla, therefore it deserves a different psaq. Let's say um, some people have the attitude my grandfather was one of the founders of the Aguda. So how can I join the Mizrahi? What, your grandfather was one of the founders of the Aguda? That was before Hakamas Medina. Aguda today is a different Aguda. The Mizrahi is a different Mizrahi. It doesn't matter what your grandfather was. Is it, is it the same thing as it was then? Totally not. And, and the Aguda before Hakamas Medina was one issue. And after Hakamas Medina, before Mohammed Sheshitaimim was a different kind of Aguda. And after Mohammed Sheshitaimim, it's a different Aguda. The whole world is different. It's a different Shiloh. 
You have to judge what would your grandfather have said? No, you have to you have to understand very well. Why did your grandfather found the Aguda and what would he say today? There's a big uh Burstein and Eric said the one who runs the Pua organization. So he, he and his family put out a biography of the father. So the father learned in Europe and Mary Yeshiva. And then he went through the Muhammad, he went through, uh, he, he was in Shanghai for a, year, a few years. He was very, very close to both Mashgichim and the Mirishim, the Rabbi Yuchim and then later on to Amchatzka So when he came to America, he felt he always would decide in life, a very fascinating uh, biography, reads like a novel. They got someone else, they got a woman to write it who writes very well. So, uh, so they write every decision in life he would always judge what would the Mashgichim have told me to do. So when he went to Eretz Yisrael, he felt the Mashgichim would tell me to go to Merkaz Harav. He sent his children to Merkaz Harav. Interesting. Not to the Mirishiva in Yerushalayim. He felt under the circumstances the Mashgichim would... So his, his children learned to Merkaz Harav. Very interesting. The Tanakh tells us that Yeshua Benun made a cherem on the city of Yericho. No one should take anything from Yericho. And then... Ochan ben Karmi ben Zabdi ben Zerach violated the cherem, and then the next Muhammad that they had an eye, so the Jewish people lost the Muhammad. They should have known Esther Rabbanishlam, what happened? You told us we're going to win miraculously, we won't have any problems conquering everything. So, so Rabbanishlam tells him, Atogaramtu, who you, did, you made a foolish thing, who told you to make a cherem against the city of Yericho? So the Maharshaw, and that Gemara in Sanhedrin, and the Mems and the Maharshaw quotes the Kashif and the commentaries on the Medrash Rabbah. What do you mean? What did, did Yeshua Ben-Nun do? The Gemara says, Moshe Abena made a every time they waged war against one of the kings on the way in the, th- in the 40 years in the middle, every time they waged war. Moshe Abena made a and this character, Ochan ben Karmi ben he violated every, every single cherem those in the days of Moshe Abena. So what did the Rabbah Shalom say? It's Yeshua Ben-Nun's stupid fault who told you to make a cherem. He just did exactly what the Rebbe did. He followed in the footsteps of the Rebbe. So the Mashiach says, no, that's not following in the footsteps. There was a major difference. In the days of Moshe Abena, there wasn't yet a dinner called Yisrael HaRebbezeh. If one person doesn't obey it, the rest of the community is not going to be punished. But after they crossed over the Yarden and had the brachas, the kolos, the hagarizma harev, and they accepted Orvus, that's not the same as Moshe Abena did. Moshe Abena made the cherem, and if a person will violate it, he'll be punished. The tzibur will not be punished. In the days of Yeshua Ben-Nun, it's not the same. The situation is different. He shouldn't have made a cherem. That's what the Masha explains in the Gemara. Same thing you have in Chumash. You have in Chumash. There was a famine in, in Eretz in the days of Avram Avinu. So Avram Avinu went down to Egypt. Then Yitzchak Avinu is described in the Chumash. He follows everything, all the traditions from Rabbi Everything exactly the same. So the Chumash says, There was a famine in Eretz In addition to the famine in the days of Avram Avinu, there was a famine in the days of Yitzchak. He was on his way to go to Mitzrayim. He's going to follow in the footsteps of the father to do exactly what the father did. Hashem appears to Yitzchak and he tells, I'll tear it Mitzrayim. You're not allowed to go down to Egypt. I, but he's doing exactly what his father did. No, you're not doing exactly the same. Your father was not an oil Tmimo. Your father was Magdim, she was a Korban. If you'll go Chutzler, you'll be Nips of the Yotze. If you take a Korban out of the Mokim where it's supposed to be, Kachim Kachim have a smaller Mokim, Kachim Kalim have a slightly larger Mokim. So whenever you take a Korban outside of the Mokim, a Korban, it becomes Nips of the Yotze. 
So Boshan tells Yitzchak, you're not going in the footstep, you're making a mistake, you're not doing exactly the same as your father. If your father would have been a carbon, if he would have been Hukdash as a carbon, he wouldn't be allowed to go to Mitzrayim. You were Hukdash as a carbon, you're not allowed to go. Yitzchak Avina made a mistake, Yeshua Benun made a mistake. In our generation, we can certainly make a mistake. There are a lot of things we have to ask Hashanah just because the Psak was given a hundred years ago or twenty years ago in a certain situation well we have to ask maybe the situation changed to the extent that it's governed with a different sif in Shulchanach there's a big Shulchanach with a lot of details under these circumstances the din is one way and the other circumstances the din is completely different the Tanoim are not so close-minded people the Gemara tells us that they looked around at the practices that the Persians had that the Greeks had, that the Romans had, and they and they praised each nationality for the midas tovus that they had, midas of their acherets, and then other midas they thought we should not adopt. Not all of the things that the that the nations of the world consider wonderful can we accept. A lot of the ideas that the Umasalam have are contradicting to our to our hashkafa. In the beginning of Pirkei Avos. You have uh, the opening Mishnah lists off the Seder HaMasar Moshe Kibbal Tar Misina Misar Yeshua Yeshua Liskenim and so on So the Bartanura on the opening Mishnah raises the question shouldn't this Mishnah appear at the beginning of Shisha Seder Mishnah the beginning of Brachas it should say we're going to start telling you the Torah Shabbal Peh and it should say this whole Torah Shabbal Peh is a tradition Moshe Kibbal Tar Misina no Torah Shabbal Peh is Menash not only the Torah Shabbal Peh is Menash Ma'at Torah Shabbal Peh also so the Bartanur has a beautiful comment, a famous comment. He says that anyone who's learning Mishnayis obviously believes that Torah Shabbat has men Otherwise he wouldn't waste his time to learn Mishnayis. The Chiddush is that even Masech HaSobis that t- talks about morality and ethics and among the nations of the world there were non-Jewish scholars and ethicists who wrote books on ethics and morality. And one might have thought that Pirkei Ovis is the ethics of the fathers. These are Obvious means these are the Tanoim, these are the ideas that Tanoim came up with. So one might have thought that this is not Lamosha Misinai. So the Mishnah tells you, no, not only the rest of Shisha Sigur Mishnah is Moshe Kibbal Tar Misinai, that's a double portion that's given. Even Pirkei Ovis, it doesn't mean the ethics of the fathers. The Vilna Goin has a commentary on Pirkei Ovis. Commentary consists of Marmakoimis, like the Biragro and Shulchan Aruch. It gives you the marmakamis, every line in the Shulchan Aruch, what is the mocker? Where does it say this? Where does it say that? Sometimes it says the mocker is a Pesach and Chumash, sometimes a Mishnah, sometimes a Tasefta, sometimes a Gemara, a Taisvis, a Yerushalmi, Shumas He gives you the mocker for everything. So the Vilna Goyen in his commentary, it's not a commentary, it's just marmakamis. He starts off in, in some of the editions of the Bir Agron Pirkei he starts with the following comment, that the opening Mishnah in Baba Kama says, Arbo Ovis Nazikanem, Shor Bor Marva and Hever. <coughs> so Rashi writes in his commentary on that Mishnah, what does the term Ovis mean? Rashi says, Ovis Kar Lahanach Tichsibim Behedya Bekro. Shor Bor Marva Hever are explicit in the Chumish, in Parshat Mishpatim. And then if you have told the same, Kayyotzebehem, if you have another Hezek that's sufficiently similar to the Bor that's described in the Chumish, or to the Karen, or to the Shem Eregel, so we consider that a tolder and told the same kayets of him. The tolders have the same dinam as the others. But what, what do you call the others? The things that are explicit in the Chumash. So the Don Lagoyan says, Pirkei Ovis doesn't mean the ethics of the fathers. The others are not the Tanoim who are speaking. Ovis means things that are Mephorish in Tanakh. So the, so the Bir Hagro on Pirkei Ovis 
is not a commentary. It's Mar Mekaymas. On every Mishnah, he tells you where's the Makar, often in Mishlei, or in Tehillim, or in Kohelas, or in, other, in Chumash, or in Tanakh. He always gives you the Mar Mekaymas. Our system of ethics, our morality is Mepiyah Kodesh Baruch, it's Mepiyah The Tanan didn't make it up. Our system is Menashemayim. All of ethics comes from their Rabbani Shalom. There's a certain fellow who considers himself an Orthodox rabbi. We're lucky he's not a Musmach of our yeshiva. A smicha from a different yeshiva. So uh, he claims, he printed this many years ago, that we're not obligated to observe any mitzvahs today. Whoever volunteers a mitzvah, ain't a mitzvah, yes, why? Because God didn't live up to his half of the deal, so we're not obligated to live up to our half of the deal. He's grading God. He gives God an F-. minus. He used to have the Meshuggah in our time in Yeshiva. He used to write F minus on all the walls in Yeshiva. F boilam minus boilam abo. Those who read that, I'm Meshuggah. He used to bang his head against the pillars in the building. He's always saying, I'm flunking, I'm flunking. Yeah. So this person decided, this Orthodox rabbi, he gives the Rabban Shalom an F minus. The Rabban Shalom didn't live up to his half of the deal during the Shoah. He didn't take care of the Jewish people. So we're not Mukhayyif to keep his mitzvahs either. I don't think there's any religion, any normal religion, who decides whether God gets an A plus or an F minus. Religion, by definition, religion means that God is the source of what's ethical and God's source of what's immoral. If the Baruch Shalom didn't take care of the Jewish people, he must. That that's we assume that that's the correct thing to do. The rabbis looked around, the Medrash has an expression, the rabbis looked around by the Persians and by the Greeks and by the, and by the Romans and the good in Yoni Derecherets that they have, they adopted and the others they rejected. The Medrash has an expression complaining about the Jewish people that we pick up from the people that we live with and from the other nations of the world. You should be selective should only follow those meters tovas that the Yom have that fit in with our system of ethics and morality. And the Jewish people very often picked up the meters royas. Instead of picking up the, the meters that shaykh to, to follow, they picked up the meters royas. That you have to be selective what you're picking up. The Ramam writes in Hilchas Deus that human beings are usually social animals. Most people are followers and not leaders. So you have to be careful whom you're going to be friendly with? So you have to be friendly. Who you, who you, you have to be careful. Who you're friendly with? The opening pasuk in Tehillim says, "Asrei the praises of a person. So the Chazal make a comment. You have to be careful. Not loholach. You shouldn't go with the rishon. If you're going to go with the Rishon, next thing you're going to know is going to be Omad. You're going to be standing with them and spending time carrying on a conversation. And the Omad is going to lead to Yoshev. You have to be careful whom you associate with. The Chumash tells us that there was a Rid, Ben Rayim Mikne Avram, Ben Rayim Mikne Loit, the Adam Achloikas. Who has the right uh, to have the Paris in Eretz Yisrael? Is it Gezel or not? Avram Avinu was mocked, uh, the land didn't belong to him yet. The Nochem who lived there had the right, they had his chus Paris. And Lloyd felt, we're going to get the land ultimately, so there's no Isa Gezel. So Avram Avina, there was a friction, there was a machlokas between the shepherds of Avram and the shepherds of Lot. So Avram Avina suggested, let's live. 
wherever you want to go in Masmovia, Minabim Ayaman Mayasnik the Asmail. So the Khumish says that Loit decided Bayaris called Kikar Hayadain, Kikolomashkelafneshakimas before the Bosham destroyed Stone Bamura, he decided to go where he'll make more money. He didn't care the fact that the Sdom was full of Anshi Sdom, Rava Chatoim Hashem He decided to go there, and then he had a bitter, a bitter end in the end. All, all of his, everything was destroyed. Sdom Amar was all, was all destroyed. He just, uh, the Malachim saved him just by the skin of his teeth. And the Pasuk says he was only saved in his Chus of Avram Avinu. You have to be careful whom you're, whom you're going with. You shouldn't always look for the money. We have a tradition. We usually assume that there are five chumashim. That's why we call it chumash. So the Gemara has a machlekes hatanaim. We pass and there are seven svarim in Teres Moshe. They're not five. And the Gemara quotes the pasuk Chachmas Bansa Beisa Chatzva Shiva that there are seven pillars on which the chachma is based. The seven swarm of the chumash. We do have seven swarm. There are only five. So the Gemara says, "Be pasul alocha that by midbar is divided into three svar. Up until by him and Aaron is one sefer, the two pesuk and by him and Aaron and Benuchayam is another sefer, and then from from that those two pesuk until the end of by midbar is a third sefer. Usually between one sefer and the other sefer you have four blank lines in between Bereshis and Shmos in between Shmos and Vayikra. Here instead of having four blank lines, you have nunim hafuchim. That's what the Gemara says. You have backwards nunim." What's the significance of declaring that these two psukim, Ayim and Sohar and Menucha Yamer, should constitute a safer bifnas? What's so important about that? So Absalvechik uh, explained, he used to give uh, every year when the Mizrahi had a convention, he used to give uh, beautiful drushes. Some of them were printed. I think, uh, I think most of them were not printed yet, but some of them, several were printed. So one of the drushes that he gave, I remember he, he was a very dramatic speaker. You'll all remember, so he said, if he would have been in the Rambam, he would have written a 14th Anamam. The 13 Anamams that the Rambam has, he would have written a 14th Anamam. That the, in every generation, the Torah makes sense and it's meaningful to observe all of the mitzvahs. That's exactly what Bahim and Sohar and Ibn Yamar is all about. That the Torah, the Jewish people travel with the Torah from generation to generation, from country to country, from civilization to civilization, different culture, different continent. And the Torah makes sense in all the generations, in all the continents, in all the, in all the cultures. It makes sense to observe the Torah. How do we know that we pass on like that Tana, by Ibn Sohara, and Menuchayama constitute a separate Sefer? Because the Tanoim Paskin Halacha Lamaisa, how many letters are there in Ibn Sohara and Menuchayama? So Gemara adds them up, there are 85 letters. What's the significance of Pei Hei Oisius? If you have a Sefer Yeshai, a Sefer Malochim, a Sefer Treyosa, whatever, and a lot of psukim were rubbed out, but you have left 85 letters, pei hayoisius, it still retains a kedusha sefer. But if you have less than pei hayoisius, less than 85 oisius, it doesn't have the status of a sefer. The smallest sefer in the whole Tanakh, in the whole Kisri HaKadosh, is this sefer that only has the 85 oisius. This is significant sefer, Bifnei Atzmai, to emphasize this Iker, this Iker and Amunah, the 14th Iker, that the Torah makes sense, the Jews traveled with the Torah from country to country to generation to generation. And one of the Nunim Hafuchim represented backwards Nuns. So there is, we have a collection of Midrashim that's known as the Yalkut Shimoni. In the days of the Rishonim, one of the Rishonim collected and made a Likut of Midrashim from Gemaris, from other Midrashim, from Yerushalmis and so on. 
Then there's a collection that's called Yalkotor Ruveni, has a collection of Midrashe Plia. So the Yalkotor Ruveni has a comment on this Pusik, on the Nunim Hafuchim, that in Aramaic the word Nun means a fish. And the Nun Hafuch means a fish that's swimming against the tide. That the Jewish people are always swimming against the tide. The whole world is going in one direction. We're going a lot of times in the opposite direction. I remember in the summertime, I go touring in Europe with different, different groups. Every year we go somewhere else. And several years ago, we were touring in, in uh, Italy. And uh, so we were in Rome for a while, and they said we should go visit the Vatican Museum. So I guess you have to pay uh, admission fee. So yeah, yeah, you have to pay admission fees. So I said, well, where does the money go? So they told me a certain percentage of the money goes for the upkeep of the museum, and a certain percentage goes to support the Vatican, to support the Christianity. So I said, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to pay admission. Part of your mission goes to support Abu Dhar. I don't know. So they told me uh, all the, all the religious groups, everybody goes and everybody pays admission. It could be that it was wrong. It could be this connected. I don't know. But they said everybody goes. So we went also. So we asked the tour guide before we went on the tour, do we have to walk through any churches? We don't want to walk in any church. So he waits, he thinks for a moment. He says, no, you don't have to walk through any churches. We take the whole tour. The whole thing was boring. None of us were interested in the whole tour. If we would have notified them in advance that we're coming and we want to see the Kisviyata of the Rambam and the Kisviyata of the Swam that they have, we would have been able to arrange. But we just come the last minute so they're not going to open up uh, the Swam that they have. So just the tour itself to see the statues of the, of the emperors and so on, we found it very uh, uninteresting. We were not interested at all. So then as we're about to leave the whole museum, so the last place you walk in is the, you have to go through the Sistine Chapel. So you can't leave the museum without walking through the church. So we asked the tour guide, uh, do they still use the church for prayer service? Said, yeah, every day they use it for prayer service. And he said, but we asked you in advance that you have to walk through the church. He said, I forgot all about that. That when you walk out, you have to walk through the church. So we decided we don't have to walk out over there. So there was an entrance to the Vatican Museum. All the people were walking in from the entrance and walking, 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 walking. And we were walking against the tide. We were like the fish swimming against the whole tide. Our group of 50 some odd people, we were walking out the entrance. Everybody else was coming in. And we were walking out the entrance. But this is Avram Avinu, who is referred to as Avram Ha'ivri. What does it mean, Avram Ha'ivri? The Hebrew. And we are called Ivrim. The Jewish people are known as Ivrim. Why Ivrim? The Rashi Achumish quotes from the, from the Medrash. The whole world was on one side and Avram Avinu was on the other side. Counter-cultural. Avram Avinu was going against the whole culture of the time. The Tanoim were open-minded. They'll pick up whatever Midas Tavis the Persians have and the Romans have and the Greeks have. But not everything can be accepted like the Medrash says. You have to be careful what you want to adopt from, from the Nachim. And a lot of areas, we have to be uh, careful, not that we have to be like the fish that swims uh, against the tide. There's a Gemara Masechus of When the Gemara talks about uh, determining which fish is kosher, which fish is not kosher, so you have to have fins and scales. So what's the idea of scales? So the Gemara sounds as if there's a question whether this is so. The Gemara says, and a fish has scales, so it'll protect it, so it's able to swim against the stream. The stream is going one way, and the scales protect it. That's a shayla. What if the, the scales are always like a plastic material? 
What if the scales are just like plain flesh? There's a certain fish that they have in, in South Africa that's called the king clip. So they have a psak from a from, uh, hundred years ago, the Rabbanim passed in at that time, that that's a king clip as a kosher fish. It's very questionable. Uh, every, uh, every 20 years, someone is ma'ara, maybe it's uh, not a kosher fish, because the scales are not plastic um, uh, material. It's like another layer of skin. So maybe, maybe it's only considered a kaskeses if it protects the, the fish. Then the Gemara says also something to the effect that the kosher fish have a backbone, so therefore they have the ability to swim against the tide. And the non-kosher fish, don't, some of the non-kosher fish don't have a backbone, so the, the Jewish people are supposed to have a backbone, supposed to be able to swim against the tide. Very often the Jewish people have a sense of inferiority. We're not going along with the whole country, everybody's going in that direction, we're going the other direction. We shouldn't have any feelings of inferiority. You don't have to be, feel uncomfortable. Who says when we have to dance along to the tune, to every tune of the Ummah Sardam, if they have something good to offer, we'll decide that it's acceptable and we'll pick it up. If that stupidity is abnarishkat, you're not going to pick it up just because the whole world is going in a crazy direction. Doesn't mean we have to do the same. Rav Salvechik, uh, so often in his drushes, he would mention, we shouldn't be nispoiled from the society. We live in a neurotic society. They say that today it's a little not accurate. Today the society is psychotic. <laughs> not neurotic. That's not neurotic. There's so many things that we should be careful not to go along. We are there. We're centrist Jews. We're open to the world. We fulfill our Hashem. We're not crazy. We're not. That's what the Nitziv says. The, the right wing Jews and the left wing Jews, they're all observing all the Tayyag Mitzvahs. So the right-wing Jews are those who are so crazy about the love for HaKadosh Baruch they don't see what's happening in the world. It's like the Raman describes in Hilchus Tshuva. You're so crazy about the Rebbe, only thinking about him. You're not paying attention to anything that's happening in the world. We're, middle, we're centrist Jews. We see what's happening in the world. We live, we live in the outside world. But we have to be careful what we're going to adopt, what we're not going to adopt. We feel we have to be a part of this society. But the Silas Hashem has an expression that's only by Medivar Momor the Briyas act like human beings, but a lot of times the Briyas act like Bahamas. So that's not Daitu Shaladim Revisim Abriyas. You have to live together in peace with the Bahamas. You have to live with human beings who act like, like mentioned. A lot of times, many of, it's not that I'm blaming only the women, a lot of the women, a lot of the modern North Africa are not careful about Sneas. This is one of the most important things in our religion. The people, the Jewish people, were always known for the fact that they're careful about sneers. We should, we should just because we're centrist Orthodox, modern Orthodox, doesn't mean that we don't have to be careful about sneers. The Aguda are always making siyumim and dafyami. So just because we're not Aguda means we should, we should also learn dafyami. It's a good idea. We also learn. We should learn Tanakh. We should learn Shulchanah. We should learn whatever. Everyone has to learn. The obligation to learn is not only for the Aguda. The obligation to learn is for everybody. Rabban Lichtenstein, I remember many years I was complaining, how come the vacation is so long? We have off in the middle of uh, May till, till after Labor Day. Such a long vacation. What's going to be with learning Torah in the middle of the summer? Why have off so much? And a lot of yeshivas, they learn till Tishabav, they learn till Rosh Chodeshav, they only have off till Rosh Chodeshav. You give a vacation, three weeks vacation. You give a two and a half months vacation, it's a three and a half months vacation is ridiculous. You have to be more makbid 
You have to be more makbid about, about the learning. You have to be selective to see which anhogas of the Umasola makes sense and which not. Many parents would never dream of sending their children to a, a dormitory away from home, a dormitory where you have Jews and non-Jews together for high school or for college. But after college, graduate school, the children are already adults and they're already mature and they know how to be careful. So they wouldn't see anything wrong with letting their children go out of town to stay in a Goyish uh, dormitory for graduate school. That's a churban atayra. They're going to lose the whole Yiddishkeit unless the children are extremely strong. We know cases of boys who learned in strong yeshivas in Eretzel for three years and then when they came back to America they decided they're going to go to Columbia. They're not going to go to a, a, a Jewish university. Then they married Goyim. They married a good-looking girl who sits next to them in the class. That's a disaster. We have to protect our children. We have to protect ourselves. We are centrist Jews, yeah. But uh, centrist doesn't mean that you only keep, from the 630 mitzvahs, you only keep uh, 310. You have to be medactic on all of the mitzvahs that come our way. You have to be very selective. You have to consult with big Tamir HaChachamim, which of the mitzvahs, which of the inyonim of Derech Eretz that the Umm have, which of them fit in with our system of Hashkofer, with our morality, and with our principles of ethics, which do not fit in. You have to make a Kabbalah for Rosh Hashanah to be a little more careful. I want to wish everybody Aksiv Aksiv Matoiv Agut Yor.